This is it. It's time for the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast, where you can escape the muggles in your life for almost, but not quite, 30 minutes. This podcast is sponsored by the Four State Geocaching Society and was recorded at Digital Planet Studios near Joplin, Missouri. Now let's welcome our host, Where Is It Now? Well, hey, everybody, it's that time. It's time for the Where Is It Now geocaching podcast this is episode number 101 101 well i'm so glad you guys came back to hang out with us um i've been guess what i've been doing i've been geocaching that's right geocaching it seems like i went through a little period there where i wasn't really geocaching not like i normally would and I don't know what the excuse was. I, I'll say that I was working too much and not geocaching enough. That's part of the problem. And the other problem was, as I've told you before, when I'm close to my house, they're just, it's a little bit of a hike to find things I don't have yet, except for it's November now and it's getting colder and I'm going after some of the caches that when in summertime, I say, well, when it's winter, I'll go. Now, it still hasn't frozen where I live yet. It's no from today, but it still hasn't frozen here yet. So all traces of bugs are not gone. So you can still get bitten out there. But even having said that, the, the undergrowth is less and I've been bushwhacking and, and doing a little bit of hiking. But it seems like the last several days, I'm getting four or five a day every day. And on some days, a little bit more because I'm going out and hitting those caches that I didn't feel comfortable getting in June, July, August. And that's fun. Uh, I want to call out a few people's names. I told you several episodes back that if you would send us an email, and I'm going to tell you again, the email is podcast at whereisitnow.org. That's O-R-G that I would give you a free t-shirt, at least some of the people. So I gave away four from that one. And we, and if I pronounce the name of the city you live in or your name wrong, please don't hold it against me. You know, I'm still learning all this English stuff. So Mike Rogier or Mike Roger, who listens uh, all the time from Fort Wayne, Indiana, he got a shirt, Ken Bramlett from Lewiston, Lewiston, Idaho got a shirt. This is going to be a tougher one. Ann Mikulowski, Mishlowski, I don't know. And she's from Oklahoma City, not terribly far from me, got a shirt. And Christy Effington from Rogers, Arkansas, who is very near me, uh, also got a shirt. So those four people won shirts just by emailing uh, podcast at whereisitnow.org and saying, please enter me in the drawing to win shirts. And I gave away four instead of one that day. And I'm going to tell you right now, email me today or in the next few days at podcast at whereisitnow.org. And I'll put you in the drawing for the next t-shirts. I've still got quite a few. And I got to tell you, I want new t-shirts, but I don't want like a million t-shirts clogging up the studio. So I need to give more away before I order more. 
If you would like to buy a t-shirt, they're 15 bucks. I mean, I'll give you one if you keep entering the drawings, probably. But otherwise, if you need one, I'll cover the uh, shipping. And by the way, we haven't given a shirt away anywhere but the United States for about six months. I'll ship them anywhere. I'll cover it. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, you know, we have listeners all over the world. And if you're listening and would like to win a shirt, send the email in at a chance to win. The other thing I want that I haven't talked about for a long time is I want you guys to consider following us on Instagram. You know, we had those contests to get people because we started at zero followers. And I look today, we're at 701. Now, that's not crazy great. We grew about 500 really fast because we were focused on it. And now I've forgotten to ask you guys to please follow us. So if you would, that would be awesome. As you know, so far in 101 episodes, we have never had a commercial. We have never had a paid sponsor for you to listen to. And I'm not saying I'll never do it if it's something I really believe in or if Spotify forces me at some day to do it. But my plan is to never have sponsors and uh, so that you can just listen about geocaching uh, and that's it. So why did I tell you that? I don't Oh, the Instagram. Instagram is like the applause. The more people that follow me and the more people that listen to the podcast, it feels like that's the applause for the podcast. I don't need your money. I just want your uh, love and affection. Is that weird? Probably. Well, okay. So I mentioned... Uh, other countries we haven't shipped to in quite a while, but here's an interesting fact. The top five countries that listen to this podcast, number one, the United States. And that's not shocking, except for, I guess if I spoke German, German would be number one, not because of the language necessarily, because I think they're the biggest hub of geocaching in the world. But anyway, it's the United States is first. Australia, you're number two. Germany comes in at number three. Canada is number four. And number five, Denmark. And Denmark's, we've had a, a pocket of listeners in Denmark for quite some time. And I sure appreciate all of you, even if you're in a country that I didn't mention, because there are dozens and dozens of other countries that listen to the podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I, uh, I'm i in the studio, as you can see. I'm sitting at a little different angle. I say you can see. Guys, I don't know what I have to do. Do I need to come to your homes and download Spotify for you? If you're listening or if you have the podcast on Spotify, it's a video cast. It's not just sound only. Uh, all other platforms are sound only, and I appreciate you no matter how you come to us. But I was kind of shocked that over the history of the podcast, which we've always been based on Spotify, even though we're available on anything that you can listen to a podcast on, 7% of our listeners <clears throat> have listened on Spotify. And of the last since we went video, it's 9%. So only 2% more people started have switched to Spotify so they could see 
which maybe you did at one time and you went, I don't want to see him. I just listened to him. And that's fine too. Everything's fine. But I was just kind of shocked. Interestingly enough, though, of the 9% of the total listener base that listens or watches on Spotify, over 90% of you actually watch the video, not just listen. So, I mean, we're making headway. Part of me thinks, good Lord, it's so much more work to do a video cast than it is to do a podcast audio only. I don't even know if that's true. Guys, don't hold me to that. But anyway, it was certainly a uh, an investment, a bigger investment, which I am not done with, if you know me. And uh, it, just I would love for more people to see the podcast because I believe the future of all podcasts is that they're video and not audio only the future. Well, we're living in our future, right? And we're going to get a new one later. But right now, we're living with things that older us, farther back us, could not imagine. The older you are, the more that's true. I looked, our youngest listener is 23 years old. That I, I mean, if you told them your age when you signed up for Listen Podcast, youngest age is 23 years old. It won't tell me the oldest age. It's just 61 plus. Uh, but most of our listeners, 41%. Do you like how I'm throwing out all these numbers? I love numbers. 41% are age 45 to 51. So those of you that fall into that crowd... Man, can you believe all the things that are going on? I mean, I certainly remember before there was such a thing as a cell phone, I had car phones and I sold car phones. And that was like the ultimate thing to have. And then we went to bag phones, you know. And then if you remember, if you'll watch old episodes of Friends and them talking on their cordless phone or their uh, wireless phones, they're the size of a two bricks. I mean, they're huge. And so we've come a long way. What's my point is, is that in my pocket right now, and probably in your pocket, you have a computer in your pocket that is faster and more robust than all the computers it took to send the first man to the moon. We got a lot of technology these days. And so now if I want to talk to you, I can call you and we can have a video call like it was Star Trek. We can see people and talk. I mean, I could go on and on. I don't, I don't want to make too big a deal about it because our younger people are like, a time before cell phones? Yeah, I remember a time before cell phones. I remember before there was internet. And so the fact that I'm looking into a camera right now that you're going to be able to see if you want to and hear what I said in just a few minutes, well, a few minutes after I release it next Saturday, is amazing. It's just a miracle. Now, I'm sitting at a different angle, and I'm going to come back to that technology, but if you are watching, uh, I'm sitting at a different angle. You've still got my stone wall behind me. I am in the studio, and you can see a few of the kitchen cabinets back there and some of the songwriting awards on the wall. And that purple thing up in the ceiling is a 30, I always lose track of how big it is. I think it's 32 foot long Gibson Les Paul that's upside down in, in the ceiling. It's a piece of art that took two artists over two years to build. 
<clears throat> and the lights are actually blue, but for some reason they show up purple. So are the ones in the kitchen, but it's got, uh, it's upside down. And what was is supposed to be a guitar case, it's sitting inside white fur in an inset into the ceiling and, uh, and then has those blue LED lights on it. It really is a work of art. And someday I'll try to show you the whole thing, but it's crazy. Um, but I, I bring it up because I'm sitting in the studio and last week uh, the heat and air went out. We had no heat and no air. And at the time I cared more about the air. Today I cared more about the heat. And two days ago, no, yesterday, they finally came and replaced it. Yeah, I had to put all brand new heat and air. They were both shot uh, in the studio. And so now it's nice and comfy. And so that kind of had me not out here recording for a while. Uh, what else about the studio? Doesn't matter. Uh, well, I am still investing in how to make the podcast look better. I don't know about sound better, but look better. And I didn't do it yet this week. I finally found a second camera that I really like. And so here in the next few weeks, will be a two-camera podcast, and then after that will be a three-camera and a computer podcast where we can get a little bit fancier, I think. You know, it's sometimes I think it's the future and it's not great. So we'll see how it goes. But I did get that camera bought. Okay, I said I'd come back to the future that we're living in, and it brings up something. I was in a... Uh, a Zoom meeting the other day, another kind of cool thing. And somebody recommended a book and it was a book I thought, yeah, I want to read that. It was out, it was about how to create a great culture in your company or your workplace. And so I did what I always do. I checked, uh, <clears throat> I checked, uh, uh, what is it? Where you download books, you pay for a monthly fee, starts with an A. Ah, you know what I'm talking, doesn't even matter. I, I got on there to download the book so I can listen to it. Wasn't available. Crap. So I get online looking for it, and there wasn't even a Kindle version available. I had to buy an actual book. I have not read an analog or, if you prefer, a paper book, paper pages, for I don't know how long. And I'm doing it. It's a little bit of a chore the first thing is, if I do it in daytime, no problem. If I try to do it at night, it reminds me of why I switched on my iPad to reading books on there because I don't need a light on. I can read in the dark because it lights up. And now I'm too lazy to even do that. It reads to me with voice actors. And I like that. Anyway, I'm reading the book and that brings back why I'm so adamant about trying to get this video cast going over the audio because I think there will come a time when none of you are going to want to listen only. Um, maybe if you're, you're in your car, you should listen only. But anyway, so let's move on. What I want to talk about today is are the geocaching forums, which still kind of falls into that technology sector of what's still happening and what isn't. <clears throat> I don't use the forums a lot. Have you guys ever used them? My fear is that most of you listening have never looked at the forums, or if you have, it's been 
a long time since you did it. And I can see why it's back to that analog thing where you have to actually click on something and then read it. It won't read it to you. Well, I guess there is a way, but you get what I'm saying. But it, I, I went there today because I wanted to see something and I realized what a powerhouse of information it is. And so I thought I'd take a few minutes and talk about it. So how do you get there? Just go to Google if you want to and 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 google geocache forum or forums <clears throat> and there'll be an um, a link and you can click it and now you're in the forums you don't have to be logged in to read you have to be logged in to post and it's the same login as your app it's just your geocaching account so no problem there and I was looking at it and I was thinking why would people want to look at this and I guess my answer is even though I think in the or original use of it, it was a way to communicate with each other about geocaching and sort of a back then a social platform, if you will, of geocachers where there weren't nearly as many out there and we could connect that way. Uh, I would guess the forums are older than Facebook and other social media platforms. But anyway, I went and looked today and it's like, well, what's on there? Well, first thing to know is there are over 365,000 posts in, in the forum. So it's not inactive. It's very active. And even current posts are very active. So the, there are a lot of people in there talking about a lot of things. I think one that would be really interesting, or not interesting, useful, is kind of the one on the very top. It's the Geocaching HQ, which stands for Headquarters Communications. And that's where they announce good things like uh, when they first started doing Adventure Lab caches or the app was created, and where they announce crappy things, bad things, like they're going to stop... Um, supporting benchmarking, which I many of us in the community are distraught over that, but whatever. <clears throat> so there's a good way to find out what new announcements are, what's coming, what's going, and et cetera. Then another one is just the area, and I'm breaking these out into the different top topic. So that's one. The next one is the... Um, general and inside the general there are topics underneath that one is how do i general topics trackables cache types and gps based gameplay so those five topics you can click into and most of all these topics can drill down to lots of other topics um, and then the next group is adventure lab cache discussions well, that's that's something that's grown like fire lately. I mean, I can remember when you could only do a lab cache at a at a mega event or a giga event, and then they went away. They weren't permanent, and they didn't really count. You kind of counted, but not really. And now it's sometimes I get more lab caches in a month than I do regular caches, maybe because they're easy, but also because there are just a lot more new ones and not nearly as many new traditional type caches in my area. 
So, and so, and then after that is bug reports and feature discussions. Then after that, geocaching technology and devices. Now, the minute I saw and devices, I thought about the age old argument between what many people would call, and I'm, I think my whole group are these people, what many people would call the dinosaurs of the geocaching community versus the cool kids. I don't know. I, I'm totally making this stuff up. What I'm talking about is people that still use handheld GPS devices like a Garmin, for instance, versus people that only use apps on their iPhones and Androids. Now, I'm not going to go deep into this, but we may someday. I can certainly remember when hardly anyone geocached on a phone. Well, before my time, you couldn't do anything else. But I can remember when I first started, the newest iPhone out was iPhone 3. It had bad GPS. It, it, it was just bad. And uh, most people still had a handheld GPS, including me. But I can remember when we got to about 50-50, and it's a debate that's not friendly usually, uh, probably because people like me say dinosaurs. And I'm one of those dinosaurs. I mean, I still own a Garmin, and I still use it from time to time, but not very often anymore, really. Um, so I thought, what is this going to be about? And I looked, guys, I think the majority of all messages ever used on the forum are in this topic area talking about different GPSs and apps and just how they're using it and what do you like and how much does it cost and what are the downfalls and which is healthy, right? So anyway, those are the things that are kind of permanently there and there's subcategories off that. But there's a button at the top right that says add a topic. You can create your own topic and thousands of people have. So let me tell you how I use the forums on a regular basis a few times a year. I've had shows where I talk about the Christmas mission, the Halloween mission. I know there are other missions. I can't think of them off the top of my head. But And that's where people put their names in and somebody draws two people in there to swap trackables or t-shirts or swag definitely trackables and so i've had one from germany and one from i don't really know where another country and a couple of america i enjoy that so much and every time i do it i try to put better stuff in it the first time i just sent one trackable because i thought that was the deal and i got back uh, a trackable a t-shirt a cookbook from maybe it was Norway where these people were from, got a cookbook and the t-shirt was from there too. And I got this box of stuff and I sent one trackable. Well, I've gotten better. So if you're doing the missions and we draw each other's names, I promise to do better. Um, so I would encourage you to go look at the forums. You may find something that you're really interested in. What could be interesting? How about uh, trackable races? How about setting up a race between you and another person? It could be someone in your town and you're racing your trackables to an end location to see who can get there the fastest, or they live far away from you and you're racing to each other 
to see who gets there first, or you set them out in the wild on a 30-day timer or a six-month timer and see who can get the most miles in that time period. There's a lot of fun things to do in geocaching that aren't just walking in the woods or checking light pole covers. There really are. Let's see if I can find anything else on my notes that I need to talk about. I don't see anything else. So in conclusion, send me an email, podcast at whereisitnow.org, and try to win a t-shirt. Tell me your, listen, when you do that email, tell me your size and include your mailing address where you would want it shipped to if you did win. Okay. Listen, guys, as always, it's wonderful to see you and talk to you. And I'm going to see you again in two weeks. You've been listening to the Where Is It Now Geocaching podcast. Please subscribe, rate us five stars in your reviews and tell your friends about the podcast. Now, be good lads and lassies and go and find a geocache.